Hey, 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 welcome to the Ritz Report. I am Alex Ritz. Today is Thursday, February 22nd, 2022. Thank you for taking the time to join me on today's podcast. How's everybody doing out there, folks? How are we doing? Good? I hope so. What are we talking about today? We're talking about the date. (laughs) We're talking about Trudeau and his uh, emergency powers, how he has extended them. Uh, We're going to talk about Israel and how they are doing away with vaccine requirements for people who want to visit the country. We're also going to talk a little bit about uh, a little bit about things that are going on in regard to the WEF and how it ties in with what's happening in Canada. But let's start off with something light, shall we? Something light. Why not? We're going to start off with the date. Today is, for those of you who don't know, it's 2-22-22. That's the date. And astrologers explain, according to a piece in the New York Post, astrologers explain that there's a power shift significance on this date. From said piece, longtime Manhattan numerologist. I guess a numerologist is the person who studies numbers. Man, that sounds really boring. Uh, studies numbers uh, says that today could be an opportunity for new beginnings. I think this is why I don't uh, put a whole lot of stock into astrology and people who do card readings and things of that nature. There was a girl one time that I was um, fond of, shall we say, that. I uh, went to a hand reader with her just as a goof so <laughs> so I could maybe get lucky, but uh, that didn't didn't really uh, didn't work out. Anyway, uh, this person is a native of Ireland who does readings online and says that all of the twos have to be added to divine their significance. Stay with me here, folks. This is important stuff. I know the world's on fire, but let's focus on the date for a minute. She says, quote, in numerology, you reduce. So 2-22-2022 adds up to 12, and then add one and two to get three. And that number three is consequential after the one and the two. (laughs) Are you following this? Ukraine, unimportant. What's going on with COVID? Unimportant. The date and how two and one make three? Important. She continues, so it reforms the sequence. Reforms the sequence. And it's like a new beginning and also self-expression. It's a very powerful tool. As for what the date may bring, she said, you're expanding outward, bringing more elements into your sphere. It's an opportunity for those of us who choose to do so. There's always going to be pain and learning, but just as an FYI, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Now, don't you feel smarter? (laughs) Uh, Don't you feel smarter? I feel smarter. Come on, man. Come on, man. I feel smarter. (laughs) Moving on to uh, Justin Trudeau, the man directly to our north, who has decided to take his democratic society and thrust it toward authoritarianism. What's happening up there with Trudeau? Well, last night he got the other uh, premiers across the country to vote with him and his liberal party to extend the use of the Emergency Powers Act following the end of the Ottawa protests. And I don't know whether you folks had any time over the weekend and watched uh, on social media, Rebel News and other, the Pulse one, they were, they were broadcasting directly from the protests and it was a uh, it was unsettling to watch i will say it was unsettling to watch those the people literally just standing there waving flags and 
he sends in the stormtroopers on him. And he, they're being hit with batons. One woman was shot in the leg with a gas canister. They have video of one guy on the ground. They have him on the ground. They're holding him down and they're kneeing him in the ribs. They're kneeing him in the ribs. It's just, uh, all you have to do is look back at history, folks. We've been here before. We've seen things like this happen in the past. And to see that it's happening directly to our north and no one in any Western liberal democracy, including our own, is standing up and opposing what Trudeau is doing is very telling. Is very, very telling. Uh, but he defended his use of it, of the um, Emergencies Act. And reading here, reading here from a piece from Rebel News, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau delivered his remarks regarding the ongoing use of the Emergencies Act, which were put in place following weeks of protests in the capital city of Ottawa and other parts of the country. Addressing the matter, Trudeau said that the Emergencies Act would not stay in effect a single day longer than is required, but that he intends to keep it in place for now amid concerns that the protesters and trucks could be regrouping for a return to Ottawa. The state of emergency is not over, he said. There continues to be real concerns in the coming days, but we will continue to evaluate every single day whether or not it's time, said the Prime Minister during a press conference on Monday, calling the use of the act necessary, but something that we never want to see again. So when people just stand up and take dictatorial power, do they often give it back? I point you to what happened in Egypt after the assassination of Anwar Sadat. So he was assassinated in 1981. Because of that assassination, the country of Egypt implemented a state of emergency that gave security forces sweeping powers, sweeping powers to detain suspects and try them in special courts, put them in prison. So anybody who was in power while this state of emergency was in effect, if some political opponent of yours said something that you didn't like and you were in power, you could just throw them in jail. Throw them in jail. So when Anwar Sadat was assassinated, at least that, the president of the country, you could classify that as, a, as an emergency where they wanted to implement those powers. But you know how long those powers stayed in effect? You know how long they stayed in effect? Even though initially it was just because of the assassination, they were in effect for 31 years. 31 years. And the chilling effect that that has on a population. They were just disappearing people. And the stuff that's going on now in Canada with the people who were the organizers of the truck protests having all of their assets seized. They're saying the one woman who was involved may spend 10 years in jail, 10 years in jail for driving across the country and parking in Ottawa and playing some ice hockey. Now I heard Geraldo, who's a moron, moron on Fox news yesterday on the five arguing that they were, they were creating a disturbance in Ottawa by honking their horns and being disruptive to the people who live in Ottawa to which I would say to Geraldo, these people in Canada have lost their have lost their freedoms for the last two years because of this idiot Trudeau. They have lost all of their freedoms. They couldn't go anywhere. They couldn't do anything. If they weren't vaccinated, they couldn't go to a restaurant. They couldn't even go into a big box store and shop without having some sort of chaperone with them. And the fact that Trudeau was trying to paint all of these truckers as anti-vaxxers when over 90% of them are vaccinated, they're not there because of the vaccine. They're there because of the fact that they've lost their freedom and they want it back. And I'm sorry, Geraldo, that the people of Ottawa are inconvenienced by the fact that there's some honking 
They want their freedoms back. They don't want the government standing on their neck. And it's very disturbing that Joe Biden has not completely come out and said what happened in Canada is wrong. It should never have happened. There was absolutely no reason to implement this act based on what was going on. There was no emergency. Here you have a ineffective leader in Justin Trudeau who doesn't know how to deal with his population when they're upset. The, the least he could have done, the least, is send an ambassador from his office down to speak with the truckers. He didn't even do that. They didn't even engage in a dialogue. Like I heard one of the protesters uh, on Sunday saying that, you know, we don't speak baton, we don't speak gas, we don't speak any of this sorts of violence. We speak English and French. How about you come and speak to us to find out what we want, to see if we can come to an agreement. But no, it, that was never the issue. That was never the issue. The issue was that Trudeau was telling them what to do. And if they weren't going to comply, he was going to make them comply. So I've seen a couple of videos over the last 24 hours of other people encouraging more more truckers in Canada to just stop, just park on the side of the road and stop delivering everything. And if they say to the people of the United States and the U.S. truckers, if you guys want to help us out and stand in solidarity with us, don't deliver anything into Canada. Just don't come across the border. So the truckers, and I, I mean, part of me hopes it works. I hope that they just shut down the entire economy. Because the other ask was for every single person in Canada, don't go to work. So if you can get 50% of the country not to go to work and the trucks just essentially stop moving, then you're creating a powder keg. But again, it, there's no real way to know how it's going to end. Because if Trudeau was willing to do this, fly in additional officers from outside the country, which is, looks, looks like what he did. I think he flew people in from elsewhere. They found a plane, a UN plane, and a lot of the officers that were there did not speak English, had no identification identification on their uniforms. So I think he flew a bunch of people in from elsewhere to get help to shut this thing down. But if everybody did that and they shut down the trucking industry, the next thing that I would be concerned about based on his authoritarian tendencies is that he is just going to take state control over the entire trucking industry. Just take the whole thing over. And that would be, uh, that would be pretty scary. The trucker convoy here started, I guess it's started out in California, one of them, and it is barreling toward Washington, D.C. So they've now put up all the barriers around the Capitol again that they claim is for the State of the Union. But come on, come on, really? Do we honestly believe it's for the State of the Union? Do we? It's because the people in charge are afraid that the population has had it with all of this ridiculous nonsense that's going on. Thank God for, thank God for the United States. Thank God for federalism. Thank God for the fact that different states in the U.S. can do different things and that people can try to vote with their feet where they can try to escape some of the madness that's going on. Israel has decided that they will no longer require tourists to be vaccinated as of March 1. So another country that's dropping all of their mandates because they realize that the vaccines really don't do anything. They don't help with transmission or infection. And there's no, there's no point in putting everybody through all of this ridiculous nonsense if they don't do anything. So it says under the new plan, tourists must submit to pre and post flight PCR tests. 
but returning Israelis will no longer need to show negative COVID tests before flying home. So the level of stupidity that we see from the people that are supposed to be quote unquote in charge is really astounding. It is really, really astounding. Under the new guidelines, listen to this. This is, this is a level of stupid that honestly, I think even Fauci would be proud of. Under the new guidelines, both vaccinated and unvaccinated tourists of all ages will be allowed to enter into the country as long as they submit a negative PCR test before boarding the flight and another one after landing in Israel. How, what is that flight? Six hours? Say you're coming from New York. It's what, six hours? Six hour flight. So I give you a test before I leave. Then I take another test when I get off. So that six hour period, if I had no virus in my nasal cavity before I boarded, you think that I'm going to have it and show on the test when I land? Like the, the level of stupidity here. We all know that somebody who gets this virus, it starts in the nose and the mouth. That's where the initial viral replication is happening in the nose and the mouth. It sets up shop in there, which is why using betadine, a, a, a uh, betadine solution, rinsing your mouth with dilute betadine and spraying it up into your nose has been shown over and over and over again to be an effective prophylaxis against COVID. But nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about that. Instead, we're going to PCR test you six hours apart as though that's going to make a bit, a bit of difference. The same as Biden when he sent out a billion tests. I'm going to send out a billion tests. Great. What is that going to do? Here we are. Uh, third, third week of February, the end of the third week of February. There's a, people who wanted tests, didn't get them. A lot of the tests, <laughs> and this shows you the genius of the federal government. A lot of the tests that they shipped out, they shipped them out via the USPS, right? Postal service. Well, it's February. So in a lot of places in the United States, what is it right now? It's really friggin' cold. So apparently these tests have some sort of liquid in them and they were ruined in transit. Oh, <laughs> uh, folks, it's, uh, it's hard to take anything that this administration does seriously. Although now look at the disaster that we're dealing with over in, in uh, the Ukraine. The fact of what Putin did. I got to say, looking at Putin. So if you're Putin and you know you want parts of Ukraine or even all of Ukraine, think about what this guy did. Like to me, this is genius. Over the last couple of months, he's been handing out in the Donbass region. Over the past couple of months, they've been handing out Russian passports to everybody who lives there. As if to just say like, hey, you're a Russian. You're with us. That's genius. So he hands out Russian passports to all these people. And he gets on TV yesterday and he says, essentially, we're going to roll in there to provide security because, you know, this is part of Russia. Just, just like stating it because these people belong as, as part of Russia. And then he rolls in with his military. And if he, he could make the case that if somebody takes a shot at him, he didn't start the war. He was just providing security for his people in Russia. Look, they all have passports. It's, it's, a, it's genius. <laughs> and he gets the testamental of everybody in NATO and the West. And like, seriously, what, what is the West going to do? What choice do we have? Are we, we're not going to send troops. I mean, the American people no way support troops in the Ukraine. No way. So not only does he get to take over the Donbass region and claim it as part of Russia, 
he gets to make the West and NATO look completely weak and incompetent. And granted, they are. But in my mind, like, it's genius. So let's listen. I have a couple of clips here from our esteemed vice president, Kamala Harris. And, you know, if there's anybody with an intellect, it is Kamala Harris. I, th- I think we can go out on a limb and say that, that she, she has a level of intellect. She is playing 4D chess, and the rest of us are playing checkers. Let's uh, take a quick listen to some of her just inspiring, inspiring comments. I know if I was Putin and I knew that Kamala Harris was going to be going to be my foe <laughs> mentally, I'd be, I'd be quaking in my boots. Take a listen. We still sincerely hope that there is a diplomatic path yeah. out of this moment. And within the context then of the fact that that window is still opening, although open, although it is absolutely narrowing, <laughs> but within the context of a diplomatic path context. still being open, open, the deterrence effect we believe has merit. I mean, listen, guys. This is great. We're talking about the potential for war in Europe. I mean, let's really take a moment to understand the significance <laughs> of what we're talking about. It's been over 70 years. And through those 70 years, as I mentioned yesterday, there has been peace and security. You are literally too stupid to insult. <laughs> so that's one Kamala clip where she's out there Can just- you explain to Americans what exactly- Here's the other one. If, if this happens. Sure. As the president talked about in his speech, so the woman from the press, if you didn't hear it, she says, what potentially could happen to the United States and the American people if Russia decides to invade Ukraine? Let's listen to, let's listen to the sterling <laughs> answer. We are aware that, again, when America stands for her principles and all of the things that we hold dear, um, it requires sometimes for, for us to put ourselves out there <laughs> in a way that maybe we will incur some cost. And then this... Doesn't this sound like every breakup conversation you had when you were a teenager? You're like breaking up and you're like, I really put myself out there and you didn't reciprocate. <laughs> situation um, that may relate to energy costs, for example. But we are taking very specific and appropriate, I believe, steps to mitigate what that cost might be if it happens. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. Uh, so there is our, there is our vice president. Good job, Kamala. Good job. How's Willie Brown doing? <laughs> oh, anyway, folks, this disaster that they created over there is just, uh, Putin has outplayed these people and made them look like complete fools complete fools and he may actually get to take over the entire Donbass region without having fired a single shot and without having any real significant detrimental effect to his own country like think about that that is unbelievable unbelievable this is why when people talk about Biden and the fact that he has never ever 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 been right about anything related to foreign policy in 50 years this is the kind of stuff people are talking about Every single thing he gets wrong because he's what? He is the hero of the hero stupid. of the stupid. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. And a one. It would be a hell of a lot better if we had electric buses. It would change the circumstance on boom, boom, boom. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. We have to take care of the cure. 
that will make the problem worse no matter what. And by the way, it costs a lot of money. It costs about $740 million billion over 10 years. <laughs> there he is, President of the United States, just like the VP. There he goes. The man with the nuclear codes, he is the guy. He's your guy. He's our guy. He's the guy. And last but not least for today, let's, before we get out of here, we are going to do the woke word of the day. Oh, hi. Uh, Chad, I'm Chad. I'm back to do the woke word. Today's woke word is communism. Ah, communism. And communism is defined as basically loving people and sharing with them, just like the Care Bears taught. It's the greatest system ever invented. (laughs) Ah, communism. Thanks for joining me today, folks, on the Ritz Report. Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022. I'll be back on Thursday. Have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please go ahead and give it some uh, ratings over there on the stores, wherever you downloaded, and please share it with a friend. Until next time, I appreciate you being here, and as always, let's go, Brandon. (laughs) 